We have come into this house and gathered in his name and worship him. We have come into this house and gathered in God's name and worship him. We have come into this house to gather in God's name and worship Christ our Lord. Worship Him, Jesus Christ our Lord. So forget about yourself and concentrate on him and worship him. So forget about yourself and concentrate on him and worship him. So for Get about yourself and concentrate on him and worship Christ, our Lord. Worship him, Jesus Christ, our Lord. For he is Lord, he is Lord, he has risen from the dead, and he is Lord, every shall bow every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord for he is Lord he is Lord. He has risen from the dead and he is Lord. Every knee shall bow, every tongue come that Jesus Christ is Lord. Praise the Lord, everyone. Grace and peace unto you. It is 8.59. I'm going to give everybody one more minute. Please have your Bibles, a piece of paper, pen, um, 
because we are going to be going into scriptures. And I always tell everyone, it's time to take notes in this season, in this hour. Check things. Make sure the scriptures that you are studying, things that are being said, is exactly what thus saith the Lord. One of the things that the scriptures say that the elect would even be deceived in these last days. And to make sure our elect don't, <laughs> we are telling the people of God, be mindful. Have a pen and paper. Have your Bible. Just because you sit in the pulpit and you preach don't mean you know every word. You need to have your Bible. And you need to take notes. And you need to make sure you mark up. I mark up my Bibles all the time. And once I get one mark, I get a new one. Why? Because it's so important that we know the Word of God. So we're going to go into prayer and then... We're going to go into the word. Um, I greet prophetess Tracy and trustee South, <laughs> my husband and family. And I greet you, those who are on Instagram. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Also, those who are going to be on Anchor later on this afternoon, our family over in Africa. I greet you, Bishop Eric Seringo, our overseer. And I thank God for you all and teacher Concepta. We're going to be going into 1 Thessalonians 4. But we're going to open up with a word of prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your blessings, your love and kindness, your goodness and mercy. And we thank you, God, that you are our Father. There is none like you. And we give you the glory and the honor. We thank you. Lord Jesus, for being our Savior, and we thank you, Holy Spirit, for being more than just a comforter. Today, have your way in the midst of the service, Lord. Whatever you want us to know, to learn, to understand, God, I ask that you anoint the ears to hear, anoint the eyes to see, anoint the heart to receive, and anoint the mouth to speak. Because, Father, in these days and time, we need everyone to speak your word. Watch out for one another. Lord, we thank you, and we give you the glory and honor. Father, have your way in the midst of all. In Jesus' name we pray, Father. Amen. <clears throat> so we're going to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. For those who are just joining us. I am grateful to God. He allowed me to be able to bring this word to you this early in the morning. I know it's early, y'all. But I obey God. He said to do it at 9 o'clock. And most of the time we have a lot of leaders. So we want to be there and also just be obedient to God. When you obey God, even in the littlest things, he will bless you because then you're showing that you care, that you respect him as our father. First Thessalonians 4, uh, we usually read the whole chapter, not just part. And again, I advise you have paper and pen because we don't just do one chapter. 
whatever God says, we could go from having three or four chapters to eight or nine, whatever thus saith the Lord. May we hear the word of the Lord. And if I was to title this, the closest thing uh, that the Father allowed me to see would be studying is for everyone. Studying is for everyone. First Thessalonians chapter 4. Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us how ye ought to walk and to please God, so you would abound more and more. For ye know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus, for this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter. Because that the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also have forewarned you and testified. For God hath not called us unto uncleanliness, but unto holiness. He therefore that despiseth, despiseth not man, but God, who hath also given unto us his Holy Spirit. But as touching brotherly love, ye need not that I write unto you, for ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. And indeed you do it forward, I mean, and indeed ye do it toward all the brethren which are in all Macedonia. But we beseech you, brethren, that ye increase more and more, and that ye study to be quiet and to do your own business, and to work with your own hands as we commanded you, that ye may walk honestly towards them that are without, and that ye may have lack of nothing. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. I'm kind of working backwards to a certain degree. But I wanted, because God gave us this word um, from verse 13 all the way to 18 is a scripture of comfort 
to let you know that those who have um, gone on to be with the Lord that are in Christ, they're sleeping. And that when Jesus Christ come back to gather us, they will be gathered up as well. And to know that their souls have not been lost. They're in Christ Jesus. Um, because of everything that's been going on in the past, what, well, couple of years now, almost, um, that scripture really touched my heart because it's not just happening to one person. We all have lost someone, whether it be friend, family, um, to things that are occurring, whether it be COVID or God just bringing his people home because we have lost a lot of generals. And you know what? I need to stop saying lost. God has taken home his people. He knows when it's time. We don't. And we should be comforted in the word that we know that, hey, they're with the Lord. They're going to be, they're fine. <laughs> they're going to be caught up to meet them. And we who are still here need to really understand that this is a time where we should be pushing ourselves to better our relationship in Christ and better our relationship um, with God. I mean, he's our father and we don't spend enough time in him. One of the reasons why Adam and Eve fell so hard was because they wanted to rush to become like God. They wanted power instead of allowing God to raise them up like a father raises his children. And we as his children now need to understand this is a day and time where we need to really be studying his word, not just as leaders, but as the children of God, getting to know more of him, becoming more like Christ. Uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit is not just for leaders. It's given to all. All. We need it. Uh, we need to get to a point where we understand that even as our children are growing, teach them how to pray. Teach them about the gift of the Holy Spirit. Teach them because if you really pay attention to what's been going on in the news and everywhere else, our kids are being even attacked right at school. But yet, uh-uh, we're coming up short. We got to do better. We have to do better. We're held accountable. Teach our young people how to pray. Teach our young people how to come against those things which are not of God. We have to. We can't play anymore. We need to be teaching. And most of all, you can't teach if you don't study. When I seen the scripture, 1 Thessalonians 4 and 11... It caught my attention because most of the time when we talk about studying, mostly everybody's talking about leaders. We that Our heads be stuck on that. The leaders must study in order to show that self-approved. Okay, but you as a man or woman of God, 
you still got to study. If you have a relationship with God, you still have to study. You have to know the word for yourself. The leaders are only supposed to really be equipping you. We ain't supposed to study for you and tell you what to do. How can you live life if you have to wait on your leader on Sunday morning? Sunday morning service, I want y'all to catch this, is not for you to just sit back and listen. It's a word from the Father given by the Holy Spirit to that one who is bringing a word forth that morning to give to you. And you're supposed to take hold of that word, study that word, put that word in your mouth, in your ears, in your eyes, because that word is supposed to help you get through the week, but also not just you get through the week, but someone else may need to hear that word from you. And this is where the disconnect comes because we're not doing that. We have a lot of, and I mean no disrespect when I say fat saints because I know I'm overweight, but I'm talking about fat in the spirit. You hearing the word, you getting the word, but you're getting it for you. You're not taking it out to the people and saying, this is what thus saith the Lord. Some of y'all know someone is going through changes, but you won't give them the word because you afraid about how they're going to accept you. But you're not understanding the word is not just for you. The word is given to you to take out to others. When I looked at verse 11, and it says, and that ye study to be quiet and to do your own business And to work with your own hands as we commanded you. He's saying you are to study. I'm talking to the ones who who think that because they haven't been ordained or licensed to ministry that they don't have to really pick up that word and study. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. It's important that you know the word for yourself. And in verse 12, he tells you that ye may walk honestly towards them that are without and that ye may have lack of nothing. Lack of nothing. There's a reason for you To be in the word. It's not just about uh, those who walk in just leadership. When Jesus Christ commanded us to go out (laughs) and teach all nations, (laughs) he also told us to go out and make sure we spread the good news. Well, honestly, and sometimes I think we, we don't see that. One person can't do it. Your pastor and your church cannot do it for the whole community. 
he or she cannot do it. It takes the whole church. If God has sent you to a church, and you know the Lord sent you, you can't tell me you don't know when God sends you somewhere. Yes, you do. God sent you to a church. It's not for you to sit in the pew and do any, not do anything. For some of y'all, you're still virtual. I get it. My Aunt Bert is 70, I believe. See, I don't want to say it right. I'm going to say she in her 70s. And they, because they're seniors, they had the church um, closed, but they still have a church. My aunt still pays her tithes and offerings to the church. She mails it in. And the reason why, she told me, because she said even though the church is virtual, they still need the tithes and offerings to keep everything running. And she said, it's not that we just go into church and we sit down, have service, that's it. No, she said, we feed the homeless. You know, um, we give out clothes. She said, we help people with their uh, utilities. You know, those are things that the pastor can't do by herself or herself. She needs your help. And the father was showing me how important it is for us to study, to get that word. And and I'm I'm going to make you understand why. Everybody knows beginning of January, prophetic words come out. And it goes unto the people of God. And no disrespect, but 99.9% of the time, it's a prophetic word of favor, of finance, of jubilee, of double, and I thank God for all that because I understand and I recognize, and of course, like everybody else, we grab hold of it. But what you don't understand is if you are not studying and getting that word for yourself, I don't care how many times they preach it over you, if you don't grab hold of that word, And get to know it for yourself. It can be preached 20 times over. And you're not going to receive the fullness thereof. Because your relationship with God is not where it should be. And we need to understand that. Get in the word. You cannot think that you will find favor. That you will gain access to everything that you're hearing, but you're not even in the word to seek it, to understand it, to know. Why would God give you something that you're not ready for? Why would God say, here, I want you, I want to bless you with a house. But, and, and it's going to be a lot of houses purchased. It is. I see it. But why would he give you that if you're not even willing to get in the word and to claim it? Come on. Get in the word. Believe it. Know that word. Don't just sit there and hear somebody say it, but you don't write it down. 
You don't study it for yourself. You just think everything's supposed to get thrown at you. No, you have to study for yourself. And when I seen that, and that ye study to be quiet, <laughs> that really let me know. See, if you study in the word, you're not so quick to open up your mouth to everything. Because you're studying the word. You're hearing from God. You know what's from the Lord. You know what's for you. And that's very important. You have to have a relationship with him for you. Your relationship is so important. I'm I'm, I'm trying to make sure I do things in the right manner. Most of y'all know Romans 10 and 17. So the faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if your faith needs to be built and needs to be built up, how much are you in the word of God? If you're in the word of God, so faith coming by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you're reading the word and you're studying the word, your faith will come. One of the things I realized as a, a minister... A teacher, you need to be filling yourself up with the word. Because when you fill yourself up, okay, go with me to to John 14 and 26. I'm trying to make sure I do this in a, a way that you gain understanding John 14, 26. Because we're good for quoting scriptures, but we need to be more readily, have an understanding of it, and we got to read it. It says, and and I'm going to tell you why this is so important. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you, All things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. How can the Holy Spirit bring remembrance unto you if he, if you don't allow him really to teach you? If you're not studying the word so he can bring it back to your remembrance, it's important that you understand how important it is for you to study the word. 2 Timothy 2 and 15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that readeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, when we hear that scripture, most people think ministers. And that's it. No. Not just the ministers. Do you not understand that each and every one of you that have a voice that at some point, sometime, you do teach others, mothers and fathers, you teach your sons and daughters. 
uh, aunties and uncles, you teach your nieces and nephews. Godmother, Godfather, you teach your Godchildren. How can I say all this? Why? Because I am all those. I am a mother, a godmother, and an aunt, and a sister, and I teach all, all of the children in my life in some way or some form, and oh yeah, and I'm a grandmother, has to deal with me saying something about the Lord. So we teach is not just the men and women of God, is not just the fivefold ministry, and it's not just those whom y'all quote unquote want to say is under a title. You teach and you must study to show thyself approved because you are very much needed. Uh Go to Malachi 3, please. Malachi 3 is so important. And while you're going to Malachi 3, I'm going to tell you to write this down. Ecclesia 12 and 12. And the reason why, because the scripture came to me and it kind of, at first I was like, what? Uh, Ecclesia 12 and 12. And further by these, my son... Be admonished of making many books, there is no end, and much study is a weariness of the flesh. There are those, because I, I know it, it seemed extreme, and I was trying, I'm like, Lord, please don't let that sound like it's totally opposite of what you tell me to tell the saints. But there are those who God has placed in your heart to write a book. But it's not the norm. It's different. You do not need to write something that's already written. And I'm going to be real with you so that you'll understand. I'm an apostle to the body of Christ. But guess what? I study Apostle Ryan Lestrange books and Apostle John Eckert books. And he is one of my professors. Also, Apostle Dr. Matthew Stevenson. He is my professor. I'm a leader taught by him. I'm one of the alumni from leader school. What sense would it be for me to go and duplicate and do more books of the same exact thing that they're teaching us. That's what that scripture is about. Because if I was to go in and I'm studying all this and and I'm making all these books, but they're the same exact book, what good does it do? What God has placed in you, do it. You do not have to write the same exact same thing as everyone else. God is unique in his creations. Why do I know that? Because I do. You are different. 
Whatever he placed in your heart to, to write about, do it. Do it. It's very important that you obey God. Okay, that's a side note. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Malachi 3, 16 and 18. One of the things I, I thank God for is um, one of my sons, he used to always say, Mom, I like when you preach and I, and I would say, Why? And he said, because you get to the point. And I used to say, that's not nice. Everybody get to a point. But he's like, no, you really get to the point. And I, I'm like that because that's the way the Father taught me to be. I want to bring you the word and less of my mouth. Except for the word of God. Um, Malachi 3, 16 through 18. Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord, and that thought upon his name. And they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. Then shall ye return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. This is Malachi three sixteen through 18. Now, the rest of Malachi, which I, I could have went ahead and read, but wanted you to understand most of y'all, that no Malachi 3 knows that God comes straight up and, and he lets you know about the tithes and offerings. He also tells you straight up he's not playing and he will deal with those who are in so, uh, sorcery, adultery, false swearers, um, those who are oppressing people. And he let us know all these things that are going on but the the one thing that caught my eye was when he said in his word that they that fear the Lord spake often one to another. And the Lord hearkened and heard it. Well, all the stuff that was going on. That's why I said go back and read chapter 3 because I want to make sure. That you have an understanding. Read Malachi chapter 3. You'll see why God was really. <laughs> he wasn't happy with all that stuff. And But then something happened. Those that feared the Lord. Spake often one to another. Encouraging one another. They spoke. They spake often one to another. And the Lord hearkened. He hearkened. He heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that fear the Lord and that taught upon his name. A book of remembrance. It's important that you remember who you are, whom you are, and whose you are. You belong to the Father. Just like John 14 and 26 said, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. 
is important. Remembrance is bringing to mind a recollection. It is so important that you understand that. How can you say God is doing this for me? How can you even recognize what he's doing if you're not in his word? If you're not putting that word in you. Everything you have to really recognize that you are not perfect. And that's why you got to stay in the word. You have to study. You have to study. Uh, I don't know how else to say it. Is you have to study. It is important that you study. It's so important that even God, I mean, in the midst of all that he was upset about, he heard them speaking. He hearkened to them. And he had a book of remembrance written for them. A book of remembrance. Come on. How much do he love his people? If you think real hard, a book of remembrance, not only did he do at that time, but even now. The Bible. Catch hold of that. The Bible. It has more than just remembrance. It teaches us. It instructs. It tells us. It makes us understand that there's nothing too hard for God. That Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. That he is the bridegroom and we are the bride. Everything is written for a purpose. Not to harm us. Not to hurt us. Encourage us, yeah. But also correct us so that we don't make the same mistakes. But how can you know that if you're not studying the word? It is so important that you understand that God loves you just that much that he would say, write a book of remembrance so that they will remember. That, that's what it's for. Remembrance is rec- uh, recollection. <laughs> I can't stress it anymore. That is so important to study. To study for thyself. And understand, this is the month of January. We have a lot of consecrations going on. And one of the things in consecration you should be doing is reading the Word of God. And if you're not reading the Word, how are you getting the fullness of the consecration? You need to be in the Word. I say it in that manner for the simple fact, not all churches consecrate the beginning of the year. We have a great deal of churches that consecrate from Ash Wednesday to Good Friday, which is like 40 days and 40 nights. So everybody is not the same, but look at God. He knows what he's doing because all through the year, somebody is turning over their plate, fasting and praying. The intercessors are really on their A-game and they're doing it. 
We have to. I don't care how much you do. If you're not in the word, if you're not seeking God's face and saying, Lord, what do you want me to do? Father, give me a word that I may place it in my heart so that I may do your will. If you're not seeking God in that manner and you're fasting and you're praying, but you're not seeking to get an answer from him. How? How are you going to do what thus saith the Lord if you don't know what the Lord says? I hear all the time, well, I don't need church. God could give me a word. And I've noticed some of the same people that say that don't even study. And don't know a word. If you asked them. They couldn't even give you a scripture. When I was younger. My grandmother and them. That's the first thing they taught us. We had to learn scriptures. When it came time for us to sit down. And get ready to eat dinner. You had to say a scripture. That's real old school. When I tell y'all old school. I mean old school. My grandparents did not play. Um, There was times our bishop would call up all the young people and say, okay, we want to see who knows the Lord's Prayer. I mean, right in the middle of service, nobody's seen it coming, and you needed to know the Lord's Prayer. They stayed on us to know the Word. You have to get into your heart. Jesus Christ is coming back soon. We don't know the hour nor the time. And I know people say, oh, well, they keep saying that. And you don't know. Jesus Christ might not come back for another hundred years. Guess what? Oh, well. Because at the end of the day, when he takes me home to be with the Lord, when he say, okay, it's time to go, uh, you're done. My work in him will be done And even if it takes a hundred years before he raises us up to him, I will still hear, well done, that good and faithful servant. And that's where I'm at. Hundred years or not, I want to make sure that I do my father's will. And that is so important. So I say to you, saints, study. Study, study, study. Raise your kids, your grandkids, your nieces and nephews in the word. Don't care how old they are. Even the older ones, remind them. They were taught. You know the word. Make sure your kids know the word. Because that's what is needed now. Uh, Last... Sunday, I I talked mostly towards the women, and I told them that I know for a fact children, when they pray, God hears their prayers. And the reason why I know that is because at the times where I needed God the most, and I had to 
try to get home because kids were teasing me and wanting to fight me. And there was times I had to pray and say, Lord, please get me home. Um, I live right across the street from the school and had to walk all the way around a whole city block. All right. The school was big to try to get home without getting into a fight. And there was times I passed them. They didn't even see me because God was covering me and making sure that I got home. Kids' prayers are heard. And a lot of times we need to stop making our children feel like because they're in school and you at work, they don't have a problem. They do got problems. Wake up, saints. It's being showed all over the TV These kids are picking up guns sometimes and going into schools. There's problems. We've got to wake up. And we need to teach our children to be praying. And we need to teach our children how to pray. Because it's so important. Nowadays, you can't play around and not say nothing to them. Make sure they know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and the Holy Spirit is the comforter, but he's one who only speaks of the Father's words. And when he speaks, listen to him. Is that important? Is that real? We have a work to do. And it's no longer just us. The children are leaders as well in their own right in their own genre, in their own, as far as their ages are concerned. No, they're not where you would be at as an adult. But I can tell you this, I was preaching from the time of a child. And my brother is on here. He told my good morning since I'm in the building. And he would tell you, I was preaching, teaching. That's just part of my DNA. As a child, because there was times I was only, I was by myself. My brother was in Jersey. My cousins was in Virginia. My other cousins was home. I was there in the yard by myself in Kinston, North Carolina. And God was teaching and training me then for this time so that I would be ready and so that I could tell you. Don't doubt your kids. If there seem like there's a problem, there's something wrong, take out time to talk to them. Find out what the issue is. And if it's something extreme, go to that school and get it straightened out. We need to be there for our children. Study to show thyself approved. I pray that this word was a blessing to you. Um... God has been good, and I always, I, I, I won't do nothing else but obey him and what he says to do and how he says to do it. I pray that you have a blessed day in the Lord. Uh, I know some of you are going to be getting ready to go on and preach yourselves, and I pray that God bless you. We're going to close out in prayer. I pray for anyone that don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You need to know him. If you do not have a home church, please contact us. We're here for you. We're not just about coming on live and um, just speaking just to be speaking. We're here for you. We will pray for you. We'll stand with you. 
Um, There's other things that we are there to help with. I believe that God has us coming together for such a time as this. And as I told you before, a pastor needs the congregation to do the will of the Father in that area, that community. I am the same. Wherever the Father takes me, whatever he says to do. If you are a minister and you don't have someone to stand with, but you know God has called you and you have a chance to build in your community, please reach out to us. We will stand with you. And and trust me, I'm apostle, but I'm not a dictator. You have a vision from the Lord. We're going to make sure it gets done. We have strong people that stand with us. We will make sure you get it done. And my spiritual father in Christ, um, he stands strong with me. He knows who I am, what I am, and why I am. And when you have someone that stands with you when you're going through, it's so much easier because you know that person is caring for you, covering you in prayer, and being there for you. And that's what we do. So we're going to close out. And um, again, I just thank God for everyone that came on today. Like I said, I pray this was a blessing to you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for your blessing, your love and kindness, your goodness and mercy. Father, we pray for those who don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And we pray with them right now and we say, forgive us of our sins. Father, forgive us of our sins. Wash us clean, Lord. Father, we thank you for coming to our hearts, Lord, that Jesus Christ comes and rule and reign with us, O Father. Lord, we thank you for salvation. There is none like you, Father, and we thank you for being our creator, our Elohim. We thank you, Father, for blessing us and for keeping us. We thank you, Father, for that right now prophetic word that came forth in the beginning of this year. And Lord, we catch hold of it. We write it down. We're studying it, Lord, because we've already been told to study. And we thank you, Father. Now, Lord, I pray for each and every person that's online, for those that are going to come on later to hear your word, Father, that they would have an ear to hear, a heart to receive, eyes to see, and a mouth to preach the gospel. Lord, we stand behind the cross. Lord, let each and every one that that picks up that word and do exactly what you say, Father, that when they speak to their colleagues or to that family member, Lord, that those people only see Jesus. Because, God, we know that it's not us. It's not us that they need to see. They need to see Jesus in us. We, they need to see Jesus, Father, because we're not perfect. We're just your vessels. And we thank you, Father, for allowing us to be that vessel. But we want to, Lord, we want them to see Jesus. That's the most important that they need to see is Jesus. God, we pray for each and every one 
who protects and stands for us, Lord, that security guard, Father, that police officer, state troopers, Lord, the sheriff department, Father. We pray for those in the military, God, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and the Coast Guards. Lord, we pray for each and every person, Lord, the Border Patrol, Father, those EMTs, paramedics, the fire department, Father, Lord, those who are in the medical fields, that's in the hospitals, and they're dealing with all this, trying to take care of their patients, being there for them, Father. Lord, those teachers who are teaching the students right now, Lord, some are back in school, some are still virtual, but some are back in school, Lord. And those bus drivers that have to take the kids back and forth, give them traveling mercies. In a lot of part of the states, it is wintertime. And so, Father, we thank you and we bless your holy name. And Lord, bless those who are out in the cold. They're plowing, they're laying salt. They're just as important, if not very important, because everybody can't get nowhere if we don't have them working. So, Lord, watch over them and keep them, Father. Lord, we pray and we bless your holy name for all that you're doing, for all you're going to do, and for how you're keeping your people. Lord, we ask this all in Jesus' name. Have your way today, Lord, in each and every service in the body of Christ, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord. Amen. God bless you. Love you all. Thank you for coming on and for being a part. Again, um, if you need to reach us, you need prayer requests, we do have a button on Facebook Live. I haven't gotten it on Instagram yet, but you can inbox me either one, and we will pray. And on Tuesday, prayerfully, y'all keep me in prayer. Um, If not this Tuesday, the following Tuesday, we will be adding another day to uh, morning coffee. And that one will be a 5 a.m. service. Um, I'm saying service, not a service. A 5 a.m. prayer with the word of God that we read. We want to be obedient to the Lord and we want to be there for everyone. God bless y'all. Love y'all in the Lord. Bless your name, Lord. We praise your name, Father. God, we thank you. Okay. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Ooh, thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless your name, Lord. We bless your name. We bless your name, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. We magnify your holy name for your worthy to be praised, God. We worship you, O oh God. Have your way, Lord. Oh, Lord, we thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We bless your name, Father.